The Mystery Case of Darley Routier. Will we ever really know what happened that night on June 6, 1996? Well, I'm Ashlyn, and I'm here to tell you what I found out. It all began on that night, June 6, 1996. Around 2.30 a.m., Darley Routier calls 911 to say that her home has been invaded and that her two oldest sons, Devin and Damon, were stabbed by the intruder and her own throat was cut. The police arrived soon after and started to analyze the scene. Now, the things they found is what made this crime a little interesting. So, they arrive to the scene and they find blood everywhere, all over the kitchen, all over the living room, everywhere. However, the one place they couldn't find any blood was by the cut window screen in the garage that Darley claimed the intruder fled out through when he escaped. Another fishy thing about this window is that although the screen was cut and there claimed to be someone escaped through it, the windowsill was completely covered in dust as if it hadn't been touched in a while. And after examining it, the window didn't seem to have any forced entry or exit. So did someone really go through the window? Now, if the window wasn't already clue that this case is kind of confusing and that the evidence goes back and forth, just get ready for the next part. So, at the crime scene, there was obviously a weapon used to stab the boys and cut Darley's throat, right? Well, that weapon was a knife that Darley claims that the intruder had dropped or put down at some point. And then when Darley went to kind of follow him out of the house as he retreated, she picked up the knife in defense. Now, when she called 911, it was brought up to her that she should leave any and all evidence untouched and she shouldn't touch anything and she should walk away. This is when Darley said that she had already touched the knife and that she was worried that it would mess up some evidence. Now, the question here is, was that question kind of initiated by the person on the phone talking to her from 911? Or was Darley kind of setting up the fact that no evidence could be found on this knife because she had touched it then? Now, at this point in the case, it's kind of unsure on whether it was really an intruder that had come into the house and stabbed the boys and Darley herself, or if it was actually Darley. But this is the point where we finally get some evidence pointing to that there may have actually been an intruder. About 75 yards away from the house, there was a bloody sock found. And this sock didn't belong to Darley or her husband or anybody in the house. But it was just this random sock that happened to contain Devin and Damon's blood on it. They couldn't find the DNA of, you know, who may have worn this sock or used the sock for who knows what. But this was the first clue to point that there may actually have been an intruder. The other evidence that proved that there may have been an intruder included one bloody fingerprint found. It was among all of the other glass and evidence that was in this case, but it didn't match to Darley or her husband or either of the children's fingerprints. So the question is, whose fingerprint is it? After all the evidence was collected, police started to go on search for whoever this intruder may have been that killed these two boys and slashed their mother's throat. It was about a week after their deaths that Darley and her husband were found having a birthday party at the grave sites of the boys, celebrating one of her son's birthdays because she claimed that they had always wanted to turn seven and she wanted to complete their final wishes. But 
Everybody thought it was kind of strange that a mother that had just lost two of her three children was partying and smiling and laughing at the graveside of her children. This definitely did not help Darley's case. In fact, it was only probably a couple days after this party that Darley was arrested and convicted of the murder of both of her boys. During the case, prosecutors tried to argue that Darley missed her lavish lifestyle of being able to have money and spend it on whatever she wanted, but that her children and their increasing debt got in the way of that, so that's why she might have killed her kids. The defense tried to argue that if Darley was after money, she would have killed her husband, who had an $800,000 life insurance fund, compared to her children's only $10,000. However, this was one of the few reasons to prove Routier's innocence. A medical examiner looked into the cut on Darley's throat also, and said that the cut was really from someone else, and that it was consistent with other cuts that were not self-inflicted. All that to say, evidence goes back and forth between Darley committing the murders and an intruder actually being there committing the murders. There just isn't anything rock solid for either side. However, it being Texas, Darley was found guilty and sentenced to the death penalty by lethal injection. She has appealed twice, and this is her last and final appeal while they are trying and waiting for new DNA samples to be tested and results being sent back from new technology that has been developed. This is Darley's last chance at freedom, her last chance to actually be found innocent and for people to believe her that an intruder killed her kids and that it wasn't her. So the question is, are they going to find her guilty or are they going to find her innocent? Personally, I think there's not enough evidence for Routier to be sentenced to death. I think there could be enough to where she could be sent to jail for a few years, maybe not even get parole. However, no one should be sentenced to death on something that there's no rock-hard evidence for. The only reason this case is famous, in my opinion, is definitely because of how unfair Darley's being treated and how she is sentenced to death, which is banned in a lot of states. But I want to know, what do you think about Darley Routier and her case? Do you think that she committed the murder?